hell yeah. Welcome back to the now what we're calling it firing at pins golf betting podcast here on the Outkick Bets podcast feed. Wait, what? It was what? Hot links? It was hot. We links dumped hot links? Year. We dumped hot links because my performance last season was so disgraceful. I need to just completely revamp hmm. the look of this like podcast that. and just just do do something completely different. Dude. Okay. Last year I had seven outright winners in the PGA Tour season. Not a right. single one was given out on this podcast. Not a single one. Brutal. I, so obviously I sucked in every major and every signature event up until the BMW Championship with because of which I think what was that? Is that during the football season? And that's why we didn't record. I feels like that's what happened. But because of scheduling stuff, not a single one of my seven winners made it to the podcast. You had, I think, three of them, right? Victor at Memorial, Rom at Look, Masters. Man, oh, here we go. Some of us are small game hunters like you. Some of us are big game hunters like me. It's okay. It's part of the game. No big deal. I'm not here to overshadow you on your own show. Huh. But, you know, proof is in the pudding. I don't think you could have been any more disrespectful if you tried. Like, that was peak disrespect right there. Uh, Tip yeah. of the cap to you, sir. I like that. Yeah, it started great. I mean, I got Rom at last year's Masters, which uh, kind of kicked it off. But, uh, yeah, I had a good year last year. We'll see how it goes this year. I have no idea. Live golf, man. It, uh, oh, it didn't bother me that much last year well it's not a here we go it's just like it sucks man like it does suck we lost john rom we lost tyrell hatton like is that official yeah he's on john rom's team okay so it's just it's starting to like water down these events i mean at least i mean it was smart for the pga to go to these you know signature events or elevated events or whatever the hell they're calling them now to at least make sure they're getting all their top guys in, you know, another eight to 10 tournaments a year outside of just the majors. I do. It does add some intrigue to the majors though, when these guys get back together for an event, but yeah, I don't know. Like just not having like Dustin Johnson and Brooks Kepka and John Rahm playing in these events. It sucks. It's annoying, but yeah, whatever. I got into betting the PGA tour regularly in this tournament in 2002. Um, and I feel like I brought some bad juju to the tour because like since then it's the, the fields have gotten worse and worse because of live tour poaching the players. I'm honestly, I, I don't, I don't know much about the whole You said thing. 2002, you meant 22, right? Yeah. Excuse me. 20, 2000. Yeah. Um, yeah. 2022. My bad. Um, so yeah, I'm still kind of a newish golf better. I killed it that season, sucked last season, not off to a good start this season. I'm I think I'm negative fifteen units. So But that's uh, good. Cause your small game's struggling, which can only mean one thing. Big game. Here we yeah, come. Yeah. And you get I'm tired a- of hunting rabbits. It's time to go take down some bears. <laughs> Hopefully that's what happens here. I need it to happen because this is getting quite embarrassing. Um but You the- did too well in the NFL to keep it rolling right into golf season. Uh, I know the gambling gods paid you back. Like, look, man, we can't, we can't have this. Can't well, have you tearing up the NFL right into golf. I thought that was like my excuse for the NBA. Now it's just kind of like, oh. <laughs> do I suck at golf? Do I suck at golf bet? And it feels like, it feels like I'm wasting money here. The- well, let's talk about your model. It's uh it's been a year. 
how did you make any changes to it coming into this year? Um, I mean, I do anything? it different every tournament. I I per I like individualize the model per the stats I think are important for that course or for that tournament. I'm using so two start... models this year, actually. One from Fantasy National, uh, Pat Mayo's outfit, and then the other from um, the Tour Junkies. They're calling their model Bet the Number. So I'm using Let's two start there. For this week, why don't you tell... I think that's actually an interesting place we should start every pod with. What, what are we valuing this week uh, in terms of stats? Um. Okay, I want. I looked at good drives. Always, always strokes gained approach. Right, almost every course is a second shot course sure. or whatever. It's the most important predictive stat. I went around the green as well, which is something I don't usually look at. But Pebble Interesting. Beach. Interesting. Why? Pebble Beach has the smallest greens on tour, so mm-hmm. you know you're gonna probably miss some of them. And can you get up? You and prefer down from around there? the green to like scrambling? Yeah, yeah. I think. That essentially, I think they're kind of the same thing. If you went scrambling instead of around the green, like, all right, whatever. Like, it's the same gotcha. difference. Um, now, define good drives, though. What is what is that stat for those who might not know? Like, what does that mean? That's actually like a, a fantasy national, like, proprietary stat. It's like a mixture of accuracy and um, accuracy and distance. So it's like if you... If you if you miss the fairway, you can still have a good drive if you hit the green in regulation. So it's almost like you didn't commit a penalty by missing the fairway, but you were so, able, like you because there are courses where it's just like sure you'll you'll have bombers that are like whatever. Well, like, you know, the bomb and gouge approach, they'll just try to hit it as far as they can because they know the rough isn't that penal and whatever. So that would still so, be a good drive even if you miss the green or the a fairway. lot of a lot of what. You know, a lot of the guys and people I read and have read heading into this uh, are devaluing the driver this week. Mm-hmm. Saying like it's a shorter course. Um, the advantage that a lot of guys get off the tee with big drives is mitigated here. There's going to be a lot of holes where guys aren't hitting driver. Um, the layup areas are very large, so it's interesting to hear you say that you included driving in your in your model. I'm I'm reading from left to right actually, and I just always have some sort of driving component in there. It's honestly mm. it's only like five percent of the model, but it's like, mm. you know, I still want to know how they're driving it lately. I do, mm-hmm. you know, but mostly it's approach. I got some par four efficiency from three fifty to four hundred because there's a ton of short par fours at Pebble Beach. I got par five scoring because you do have four of them, and you got to score on those right and like. Those are that's always an important one for me. Sand saves because there's the most bunkers at Pebble Beach of any course on tour. Um, on the bet the model or bet the number model, I used proximity from 50 to 125 because, like you said, it's going to be a lot of laying up to set up these short wedge shots and approach shots. Um, and I did putting from um, three to 15 feet on poet grass. We saw this last week at the Farmers Insurance. Um, it's it's super tough to hit putts in this poa, and like we saw a lot of guys miss like four footers, three footers. It was it was brutal. Um, Why would you bring that up? Well, I mean, we have to talk about it. It was going to come up eventually. God, so brutal, man. Like, there's just nothing worse than betting a guy who you know is is making a push and then i mean hideki our guy we both we both backed hideki last week and he literally had a stretch of five holes where he missed five putts inside seven feet in a row 
Like in five holes, he missed five putts inside seven feet. That's almost harder to do than making at least one of them. Like statistically, for a PGA Tour player to miss five consecutive putts inside seven feet, it's unfathomable. Yeah, the winning score was Pavan with minus 13. Hideki went nuclear in the final six holes and finished minus eight. So if he hit all those putts, which were makeable, and he, you know, he, the odds obviously suggest he wouldn't, but if he did, he's in the playoff. And I mean, it's not un. It wouldn't be crazy to make five straight putts from <laughs> yeah. five, four to seven feet. No, no not at all. You probably should. I actually time. think that Hideki actually made my card partially because of this, right? Obviously, today. He, I mean, this week. Yeah, because he oh, got. I thought for sure he was going to be on your shit list for this week. No, dude, because I had him top 20, and he went nuts and cashed it. And it's like, hey, I made money off of it, Decky. Um, but I can, and you know this, I can always, like, find a way to talk myself into betting Hideki Matsuyama. Any of the Asians. Yeah, it's really. Your, it's your weak spot, dude. I really your, am. I love Asians. Your women and your golfers. You like them Asian. <laughs> I do. I do. I play, in a, <laughs> I play in an Asian men pickup basketball league, too. It's pretty good. That's incredible. Yeah. Um, a lot of dunking, I'm assuming. Oh, yeah, it's all above the rim. <laughs> uh, all right. All right, what does your model say, buddy? What do we got this week? What are we looking at? Come on. Well, I actually kind of went off model uh, for some of my picks. Um, the so why one... do it then? Out of habit. I don't know. It, that seems counterintuitive. Okay, so... As I say that, the number one on my mixed model on Fantasy National happens to be Jordan Spieth, and I am mm-hmm. betting Jordan Spieth here. I was okay. always betting Jordan Spieth at Pebble Beach. He kills it in this tournament. Um, he won it in 2017. He has six top tens otherwise. Or I guess He's trying five to keep more. Got to keep that AT&T sponsorship, man. It's big. For sure. And like, it's his biggest paycheck. It's, it's a short course, right? It's less than 7,000 yards. So like his driving shit doesn't really affect him here and, and like, he's an excellent wedge player excellent wedge player and like because there are so many different ways to like approach pebble beach because of the, like the shortness of it like his creativity just kind of fits totally this 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 course and he's also really good link style course it's pebble beach golf links like it is a link style course it's coastal um, so you got that same kind of wind factors. There's no trees. There are some trees on the other course that they're playing for one of the rounds, but he's a former open champion, um, winner, open championship winner, excuse me. And I just love his short game and creativity for this course. So he's the biggest favorite that I have on my card. I found him a 20 to one at FanDuel and he honestly, based on just like performance over the last two years, probably doesn't justify that number, but the number makes sense when you look at course history. Um, I've heard some competing thoughts on this, and I want I want to know what your opinion is on just, like, they're not being a lot of, like, course history not being important. And I, I the reason I totally put that... Totally disagree. Well, just in this event, because this is the... It's a signature event, and it's usually got a, one of the weakest fields on tour. Right. You know? And, like... To your point where it's like you don't really need driver. Well, when they held the U.S. Open here in 2019, I think it was, again, the USGA souped up the course a little bit, made it more U.S. Open friendly, but, like, the big drivers, like, did really well, right? So, yeah, you have to be cautious with that in particular. Uh, Major setups are different than PGA Tour weekly setups. So 
Um, I would just be cautious with using Pebble Beach when it hosted a major versus this. But I, I mean, all information is useful in some way or another. And to your point, Spieth plays well here, and that can't be ignored. I'm not. I'm certainly not going to say ignore that. He's not the guy I like in that kind of range. I think Hovland's probably the guy I would back uh, towards the top of the board, just because again, like lately, especially Hovland has he completely reinvented his short game in a way that we haven't seen in a long time for a player who that was the only thing that he really needed to become elite. And it it didn't take him very long to figure out how to play around the greens. Um, I think this week too, I've been looking at sort of the weather and weather could be a factor. So I really like those guys. Like I think the Europeans could do well here because that's typically what they're used to. Uh, Hovland being one of them, especially, you know, being Norwegian born, growing up in that kind of climate, I think is is helpful here. So Hovland's the guy I'm targeting sort of near the top of the board. Yeah, Hovland saved me from a god-awful season to a – I went from a god-awful season to a bad season when he won the, PV, PM, the BMW championship, which was my biggest golf score ever actually. So I love Hovland. I've already like – decided he is my one and done pick for the masters. I might even do like a single bullet where it's like one unit to win one unit, top five, one unit, top 10. And just like, that's it. I'm just firing. And I'll, I'll probably do some cam Smith there too. Um, but he's, I've already like mentally decided to, to, to go with him. And because I went with Jordan speed at 20 to one, I'm more looking for longer shots to kind of round out my card to kind of keep it like, fiscally responsible or else I'm going to end I'm going to be 20 units south after four, after five events. Yeah, Cantley is also at 20 to 1 in some spots and oh, you know I love to pull the trigger on Cantley especially in non-majors. Um he does well in t- this one too. He does do well in this event. Again, you mentioned though as far as you know there've been some weaker fields, but his game is really suited to um to Pebble Beach again. He's also a really good wedge player. Very, very um, solid putter. Puts well on on these greens, which you mentioned is is difficult. But Cantley does play well. He's from California. I I think I would probably lean Cantley more than Spieth if I'm going to pick a twenty to one guy. That's fair. There's not a lot of anti-Cantley arguments. It's just the simple stuff. Like, he doesn't get it done in the majors. But this isn't a major. It's not. Um, and he really He's has five, no five weaknesses. He's got five top 25s in seven Pebble Beach starts, though. So Yeah. I mean, he has no weaknesses in his game. I don't hate a Cantley look. Um, but yeah, as I said, he didn't make my card. He's the, he's the ultimate, right? Like, jack-of-all-trades, master-of-none guy, right? Yeah. Like, he's good at everything, but he's not, like, elite at anything. No. Yeah, him. He's pretty much Xander Shoffley. Those guys are like the same dude, and they're best friends. Yeah, they're homies. Um, Jordan Spieth is also going to be my one and done pick. I'm in uh, the the Mayo Cup. Pat Mayo is one and done. There's four thousand four hundred entries. It's two hundred dollars a piece. First place gets eighty thousand. Um, I don't even know how many p- places it pays down, but I'm in a hundred ninety eighth place, and I'm in the money because. Nice. It started technically at the Sony Open. They didn't start at the Century. But regardless, all four winners on the PGA Tour this year have been 101 or larger shots. So no one is at a one-and-done yet. 
<laughs> I use Xander yeah, I, at I, the I, American Express and he and he and he T three and that's why I'm like in the money right now. Not a lot of people picked Pavon last week. That's, no, that's no, strange. No one used Grayson Murray. Go figure. <laughs> um, I, again, the century wasn't Nick Dunlap, the amateur. No, wasn't yeah, popular. I, I don't even know if he was like, and I, I, he probably was, but um, he's in the field this week, by the way, which is interesting. Yeah, I wonder what he is. Hold on, let me pull it up. Dunlap. I bet he's overpriced. That's going to be my guess. I mean, one hundred and thirty to one. Okay, maybe not. He's tied with Dietrich Hoagie, who I hit at the 2022 Pebble Beach. He's on my shit list, dude. He sucks every time I bet him. Every time. Yeah. Yeah, he has failed to make me money since since cashing a plus 5,000 ticket at Pebble Beach. But you can actually get him at plus 15,000 at FanDuel. Oh, wow. If you're so inclined. Yeah, I'm looking at... 131 at draft. What a fall for, and now that we're doing this, I'm looking up the odds um, down the board, which I hadn't really looked at this far down because I don't plan on betting this far down, even though, as you mentioned, it's that's the range that's been hitting. Yeah. He is tied with Ricky Fowler. Ricky what Fowler, since winning the Rocket Mortgage Classic, has played like complete shit, including, yeah, including the Ryder Cup. Well, I guess yeah. I don't remember. I just know all of America sucked then. He didn't True. really help. And he, he conceded that final anything. putt. Um, no, yeah, he's been bad. You love you love Fowler, so nothing, I no interest do. in Fowler, even at that high, no, high number. No, no, waste of money. All right, I'd rather bet. I'd rather bet Dunlap, honestly. Like I just think more upside. No, that's fair. Um, I'm firing a hundred and fifty to one bullet, and my choices are Emiliano Grillo, Kirk Kitayama, Nick Dunlap, and Ricky Fowler. I I think I'm taking a shot on the kid. So the second longest shot that I bet in this tournament is Adam Scott at 65 to 1 at FanDuel. I love that guy. I know you do. And I know you've gotten close to cashing some big tickets with him. I have since cashed me a big and you. ticket with him, actually. Not, well, not last year, but before. Yeah. Since me and you started um, broing down on, on golf betting, you've gotten close he's, to that. The problem Scott. with Scott is like he's always in it, but he's another one that just doesn't finish yeah yeah but if you look at what's his top like 10 top 20 odds because he's usually in he's usually in it now i don't i don't like betting those because i have to bet legal sports books and they f you over on dead heat i just got screwed on one of those recently and i'm just kind of done with it yeah for all of those uh if, if you can get if you have access to bet mgm they don't apply dead heat rules so yeah which do i do yeah, okay. So do your placement or finishing bets at BetMGM. BetMGM's got plus 175 for his top I will 20. say, I believe FanDuel's dead heat rules are slightly better. DraftKings is the worst. Sorry. I love DraftKings. I use them all the time. Um, I like almost everything about them, but I will never place a placement bet with them again in golf because their dead heat rules are so ridiculously geared against you that it's just it's not worth it. It's really not worth it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm nervous about that when um, legalized sports betting happens in California, even though I think I'll be able to find ways around uh, the placement markets. But we'll save that for another uh, day. But, yeah, I mean, if you haven't looked, I think you probably have because you like Adam Scott. But, like, if you pull up Adam Scott's data golf profile page, which includes the DP World Tour finishes, this dude's been killing it. (laughs) <laughs> like, hey, I, I think he has four straight top tens, one of which includes uh, the Bermuda, which was in the swing season. 
Bermuda has a shitty field, but it is a coastal course, right? It is a small coastal course. Um, he actually puts really well on Poa grass. It's his best putting surface uh, by far. He had a T5 um, at the Wells Fargo Championship last year, a T9 at the Memorial Tournament. I'm a little confused on why his price is so high. I just think it's kind of like out of sight, out of mind. He's been on the DP World Tour for the past few months, and he's not a Rom or Rory that when he yeah, comes he, back, he, it's just like, oh, Adam Scott's back. Look at some of the guys who are like way ahead of him on the odds, like Ben On. I mean, I like Ben On, but should he really be 20 to 1 uh, better than Adam Scott? Oh, we're going to keep doing this because I have another couple guys uh, below that's kind of like, what? Like Cam Young. I like Cam Young. Cam Young hasn't won shit. He's 45 to 1. And this is a bad course fit for him. Yeah. He's a good wedge player. That's the only thing. But his driving advantage is mitigated here. For sure. The one thing that, like, the one curveball in that analysis was Ludwig winning at RSM, which was a small course that he, you're like, ah, he doesn't, the driver isn't going to be that important. No, he destroyed that course with the driver. I don't think you can cut as many corners at Pebble Beach as he did at RSM, but, like, I'm still a little nervous that, like, that, that, uh, that not having, because uh, none of, none of the guys that I bet are, are long off the tee. I don't even know about Adam Scott. So like, I'm a little nervous. I don't have one of them on there. But... He's a good driver, but he's not, he's a, he's an accurate driver. Okay. All right. Um, I think he's reason. He's probably reasonable. He's not short. I know that. No, I don't think he's not long. I wouldn't consider him long, but yeah, like you look at these names, like he's below Nikolai Hoygaard, who I was going to mention Hoygaard, who I, I mean, I like, I had him last week at the, at the farmers and, he missed like three, four foot putts on the weekend and it's lost by a stroke. I mean, Scott's even behind like Jason Day. Like, I, I'm not trusting Jason Day here. Nope. The short game fits his course. He's just, just above Bo Hostler. Like, come on. Like, show some respect for the man. For real. And it's like, he's been playing his ass off lately. I he talked to me. Like, I'm, 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 I'm betting Adam Scott for All sure. Right, God damn right, it, cool. Jeff. Why do you do this to me? Well, hopefully we can make some money. It sucks Let's you can't get money. Sucks you can't get a placement on him at a good price. Um, but you do know a guy, so maybe hit him up and maybe you can get a placement better for you. <laughs> uh, another name whose odds are just kind of baffling, and this is this is what I was like, I don't know, like insinuating when I was talking about going off model because my model doesn't support this pick, but I'm going Brian Harmon at 90 to 1 on FanDuel. Um, all the same, like, weird odds we just said about the people ahead of Adam Scott obviously apply to Brian Harmon. He's the reigning champion golfer of the year. How the fuck is he 90 to 1 and Bo Hostler's 55 to 1? How is that That's, possible? It shouldn't be. It should never happen. <laughs> like, and the Open Championship, link style course, Pebble Beach Golf Links. Like, I know he hasn't played that well here before, but. Um, at at this price, to me, it's like kind of an auto bet. Like we know he can put his ass off. We know his short game is good. If you can knock any part of his game, it'd be the driving and ball striking, which you can argue might not matter that much here. Or it, the fact that there's a shorter course will keep him in play here. So, I mean, I I 
you know, I love Harmon here. I, I'm, I, it's like stunning to see him at this number. Like his sand save rate is 11.4% higher than the tour average, according to the, the tour junkies model. Like, I mean, his short game is sick. I'm, 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 I'm betting him here, 90 to 1. And by the way, I mean, when you had mentioned the right, like Brian Harmon was one of the better players for the U.S. during the Ryder Cup. Yeah. Yeah, I don't see. I don't know. I don't. I don't really get it. So I'm gonna take him in ninety right. one. Me too. Um, and then I was tossing around a couple guys for my for my fourth and final pick. I really wanted to go with Eric Cole, even though that guy is fucked me over. I'm I'm gonna bet Eric Cole. He's on my list. All right, fair enough. His short game is nasty too. His, his approach play, the, the the wedges is is on. And point. you said you were targeting putting in three to fifteen feet. Like that is his range. Like For he sure. is dominant in that putting range. For sure. But as soon as you said that, I was like, oh, you got to be on Eric Cole then, if that's a big part of your model this week. Yeah, yeah, and he rates really high in my on my uh, tour junkies model. He is. Yeah, not surprising. Um, he's ninth, but that's that's going across. 100 rounds. So if I were to shorten it to 40, I think he's up in there in the top five. I don't hate a Herrick goal play, but I just took, I took a decky at 80 to one because a, he made me money last year, last week. B, B, his name is Hideki Matsuyama and you're in love with him. Got yeah, it. C, the conditions could be real rough with the wind and the, uh, the rain. This, Honestly, this this tournament might not finish before next week. Like it, it might take until Tuesday to finish because of all the all the weather or the shitty weather that's uh, that's forecasted. But eighty to one, like yeah, he sucks at the putter, but almost no one can putt on these greens, so that'll be kind of equal. Um, you know, that'll that'll like offset his putting woes, I guess you could say. He's nasty from one fifty and in with the with the irons. His short game is like really, really underrated. Like he's great around the greens. He's good from the sand. You know, it's it's a matter of him knocking down putts, which he's probably not going to do. So I could bet him at <laughs> plus one seventy to finish top twenty as well. Wait, I'm in for another weekend of angry Hideki texts from you. Oh yeah, I mean this mf'er get... just missed from four and a half feet <laughs> for sure, dude. For sure, like I know it's going to happen, but. Um, I just can't pass up the number given my budget here. So those are my four guys, Spieth, um, Harmon, Scott, and uh, Matsuyama. Um, I wonder if anyone has matchups. DraftKings has some matchups. Um, Justin Thomas versus Ludwig Aberg, minus 110 each way. I'm taking JT. I'm belie- I, I kind of believe he's back. I almost... Did an about face of Jordan Speed. Is like, you know, I'm gonna go with his best friend. I'm going with JT instead. But I was like, no, 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 don't deviate. Just go with your Speed analysis. But you know, Justin Thomas is around. The green game is sick. Like he looks locked in. This is has nothing to do with gambling analysis. But like, I guess he was on like a vegan diet last year and was like, yeah, that's fuck that. I'm <laughs> going I'm back so to glad normal. That he went vegan and sucked. It's yeah. just such perfect for those of us who are like, that's dumb. Yeah. Good. Good. Yeah. I'm glad we could see it play out in real time with a professional athlete. And I'm happy he was like, he was just like, you know what? It's not working for me. This sucks. I'm going back to eating cheeseburgers you know, and, and f- flushing it down the fairway. I don't see Sam Burns anywhere, but just talking about this course, he seems like a good fit here as well. 
wedges, he, yeah. potting. Yeah, his wedges are nasty. The driving could be inaccurate, but that's not an issue here as long as you don't go off of a cliff or into the Pacific Ocean. But the Pacific, Pacific is Ocean's big, so you... It's in play. It's in play. <laughs> it's big, though, so you should be able to avoid it, I think. I will uh, say this, and now that we're not partners anymore, we can talk shit on sports books, right? Absolutely. Okay, because DraftKings odds fucking suck balls, dude. Like, I'm every one of the guys we've talked about is like 10 to 1 worse on FanDuel. Yeah. Like I started looking cuz I was like, all right, let's see if I'm going to if I'm going to make these. Eric Cole's 50 to 1 on DraftKings. 50. I'll send you what site I use. I use Odds Checker. Um, yeah, I have Odds Checker up. Oh, okay, cool. But hey. I'm just specifically looking at that just gives you the best. Uh, does it give you all uh, I guess I never looked that. It far, gives you all guess, of them. Yeah, you can. But it, they took down the DraftKings cuz maybe they agree with you. Like they suck. We're not even going to show them. Yeah, we're not showing this. An like, option. It, it's unbelievable. Eric like Cole we talked Adam Scott is 65 at FanDuel 55. And like it's just 10 to, they, it's like they look at FanDuel's odds and then they lop 10 off. Like, oh, you have him at 65. All right, we'll put him at 55. Which is weird cuz almost all these Sports books, competitive pricing. You know, Sam Burns, 35 on DraftKings, 40 on FanDuel. Fitzpatrick, another guy I'm actually kind of looking at. Um, haven't, you know, well, 30 on DraftKings, 35 on FanDuel. So shop around, especially with golf, shop around, man. Like, it's super important with golf because those, you know, that could be the difference. Even if you're only betting 10 bucks on winners, you know, you're talking about 50 to 100 bucks per win that you're you're leaving on the table absolutely and i get it like some people are boxed in based on local restrictions um you know here in connecticut for example we we have access to FanDuel, DraftKings, and uh, now fanatics it used to be like sugar house or something but fanatics got their license so those are the only three options i have to bet legally but i still have three options and i i look around yeah no it's really the smartest piece of advice you can give someone who's new to sports betting is always shop around for the best number i actually gotta look you just reminded me to look at fanatics and see what they're see what they're dishing out yeah, looks never, like they're more on the DraftKings train uh a bunch of short a bunch of crappy odds that's i don't know like eric cole's the same on FanDuel, but they're giving you a little worse odds on adam scott fitzpatrick actually that might be the now FanDuel's odds are better yeah I don't know. FanDuel, it seems to me, at least on golf, is is generally the way to go. Yeah, for outrights, for sure, I, I've seen them have better odds. BetMGM's odds kind of suck for outrights, but you have to use them for placements. They're obviously worse, right. but they pay out for ties. So it's... Yeah, and there's nothing worse than a freaking dead heat. Oh, yeah, it's terrible. I, when I was... When I first started gambling on golf, one of my homies visited from out of state and he like told me about dead heat, but because of my situation where I didn't even like dead heat didn't apply to my book, I, I was like baffled. I was like, What? Like this could happen? Like holy shit. And it like, actually screwed me for the first time with a bookie. I had a bookie, but he was a friend of mine, and we got into this massive argument and didn't talk for like a year because I refused to uh pay him. Because I was so pissed about the dead heat. And I was like, this is bullshit. Because he didn't say it anywhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't clear. And then if you find it, like, somewhere in their fine print, like, because he had one of the, I think yours does this too. Like, you have a bookie, but he has a website or, like, you know, one of those, yeah. whatever. A skin. 
and it didn't say it anywhere except in like tiny print somewhere. It was like, ah, oh, this feels kind of, I don't know. I was pissed. It was because I had a backdoor top 10. I can't, I might've been Max Homa before Max Homa was a thing. And he was like 12 to one to top 10. And you're freaking and out was, and you're celebrating when he gets there. Then you and look he birdied and birdied like, like the final hole of the tournament to backdoor a top 10. And I was like, I think I put like 20 bucks on it, you know? So we're talking at 12, you know, that was a $250 hit. And I think I was probably in the hole about 250 at that point. Like I was like, Oh sweet. Back to even. All right, let's roll. And then it, I won like $14. And I was like, <laughs> Whoa, wait a minute. What? <laughs> Calling customer what? service or your buddy? Like, hey, wait a- he was. He did. He's like, I called the site and like to see what was going. On. And I was like, that's the rule. And I was like, no, f that, dude. Like, we're homies. Like, you should come on. <laughs> look, look, and look the other way. Come on, man. Like, dude, uh, I hit this bet. Come on. <laughs> I hear you. Um. All right. So I talked to you in Adam Scott. I talked to you to Brian Harmon. You're going with Patrick Cantley. You doing three or more than that? I feel like you squirrel bets in like ten minutes before the thing starts. I do. Yeah. Um, I like to fire from the hip, as you know. I mean, you come in with all the information. What the hell? Are you, like, I'm just here to like bounce ideas off of, use some of my golf knowledge from just watching a ton of golf and sort of knowing these guys and knowing the courses. Um, well, all my u- information's useless. You're doing better than this than I am. Yeah, I think um, I think I'll probably be on Hovland, Cantlay. Oh. I will, I will ride with you on Adam Scott. Pass on and the bulldog. I kept trying to find. Is, do they call? No, I'm Brian going down Harmon, the list. Or do they call Brian Harmon the bulldog? Yeah, but I think that's pretty much any guy who's like five foot five and looks like he does. Pretty much guarantees that you're going to be called a bulldog. And he, I think he graduated from Georgia. Even better, but he just kind of looks like a bulldog. Yeah, he's got that like you know he's short. Little lefty, dude. The English, uh, the English started calling him the butcher last year after <laughs> after he just cruised the Open Championship, which yeah. was pretty much the most like it had the least suspense of any golf tournament last year. Like that, full- and it came out of nowhere. Like Brian Harmon just running away with the Open was like, what? Yeah. Like when John Rahm wins the Masters by four shots, you're like, oh, okay, yeah, I, I get it. Yeah. If yeah, John Rahm or Scotty Scheffler or Rory McIlroy brings their absolute A game for four days, they're going to win the tournament by four or five shots. You just didn't even think if, if Brian Harmon brought his A game for four rounds, he could win the tournament by five shots. No. And, like, we were all waiting for him to melt down, and it never happened. No. <laughs> never. I mean, that— the Like, they could have ran a fifth Clark, round, and he would have won. It was such a random year of majors in golf, with Wyndham Clark winning the U.S. Open yep. and Harmon winning the Open— but you got Brooks and Rom, Masters, PGA. That felt yeah, right. right, 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 right. I don't know. I'm excited, man. I, we're. I hate that the NFL season is over, but I absolutely think that March, April is a much better time for sports than than maybe a lot of people. Like I love. I mean, you know, you're not into it as much, but like I love college basketball. I love the NCAA tournament. Like love it. Absolutely. Like it. I just love it. I think it's one of the best sport events. Um, in the world, the masters in April, the draft even like gets me like, I just, I don't know. I like, I think it's a better time for sports than, than it gets credit for. I just hate the summer. Summer's the worst, but at the same time it's summer. So I can go play sports and not have to watch them. So I'm good with this. I agree with your March, April analysis. I mean, I'm in the NBA and well, you like, yeah, yeah. 
There's a ton of NBA uh, action, and I lo- I like college basketball or uh, March Madness a lot. Like I just just reminds me of like St. Patty's Day in college, where it's like we're drinking all day and we're gambling on college basketball, and it's awesome. It's, Even it's the conference great. tournaments are pretty sweet. Yeah, if you can start getting into it a, a week early and start, yeah. you know, and you watch some of those games and you get a good idea, then you feel like you got an edge on people, like when you're filling out brackets and stuff. Yeah, but you don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't. It's a crapshoot. It's a crapshoot. I mean, yeah. look. Can yeah, you we get all an saw by... Florida Atlantic, right? Everyone, we got an edge. Yeah. We saw that coming, right? It's the same thing as like fantasy football, right? Like people, I know so many people who claim to be like fantasy football experts because they won a league one time. It's like, dude, it's it's a lot of luck. Like it, you can get an edge. You can know more than other people, but that doesn't guarantee shit. Like, I play in a 14-team fantasy league. I know that I know the most about football because I do this for a living. I have not won the league in the two years I've been in it. I felt like I had a good team, but, like, shit happens. Guys get lucky. Guys get unlucky. It, You know, same thing with the March Madness thing, right? Like, it's a you're picking 64 games. Yeah, that's why I like doing the March Madness Survivor Pool, which I think which I shared cool. with Thanks you Thanks for last. introducing me yeah. uh, to that last year. That wasn't eight. Yeah, I... I usually am out by that Friday, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it's yeah. fun. <laughs> it's fun. I learned a lot though doing it the first. It's a, you know it's one of those things that you got to kind of do it one year and see what it is. And like I learned a lot about like the strategies and stuff. Yeah, like the people who were left. And although again, it was a it was a sort of a bizarre NCAA tournament where you had these high seeds making it all the way. Yeah, UConn winning it wasn't surprising. Um, no, but they were still a five. Yeah. That's true, yeah. Or a four. No, I thought there were three. Might have been but a four. Whatever. A three? Yeah. I think there were four. Um, okay. Okay. Well, now that we've taken that. Well, I don't want to like look it up and like yeah, keep the four. listeners on hold when they're listening to a golf podcast and we're trying they to button four. up her. Okay. All right. Cool. Well, thanks I just want like I just want to talk about April and March sports, man. It's the best. Yeah. And we're stuck here in soon to be february we're gonna do a march madness podcast right absolutely let's do it let's do that let's do everything of course you know it (laughs) but thanks for uh tuning in to the first firing at the pins golf betting podcast here at the 2024 pga tour season we'll be back next week right phoenix man uh waste waste management open not an elevated event but it's sick oh yeah 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 17 baby but it's it's like one, I mean, because there's nothing else going on Super Bowl Sunday, like the the Waste Management Open, like increases in, in importance that day. Like it's kind of like the, the pregame appetizer. At least it is for me. I agree. What's the, did they release the field? No, but a lot of like big names have already like, um, whatever, um, committed to the field. Like Scheffler's going to be a, there. Yeah, it's a fun tournament. I think those guys like it. I think they like that, you know, it's the essentially Live Golf took that tournament was like we should do this for everything. <laughs> yeah. Right? They're like this should be what golf is. Is this, you know, that whole 17 where Harry Higgs ripped his shirt off. I hate with those. The Higgs I hate Damon. those scumbags. Live Tour. Who? The Live oh. Tour. It pissed me off, right. man. I know. Like, this sport should be so much better. Imagine if those guys were on the PGA Tour right now. Wouldn't have to worry it'd, it'd about, like, the PGA Grayson, Tour was Murray, three years ago. Grayson Murray wouldn't be shit. I'll tell you that. He wouldn't even be in one of these fields. 
I did see a funny tweet though that was like, you know, Tyrrell Hatton, you know, takes whatever it was, you know, sixty million dollars to join the Live Tour, and someone tweeted like, "But now he can't play in the Valspar." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I, I get that argument for sure. Yeah, I definitely get that argument." But didn't he get? Didn't Rom get four hundred million? This fool got sixty. Well, yeah, but he's not Tom Rom. No, I know, but I don't know. I feel like he's probably. Because there is some a lot of like hidden money in golf, right? Like, like yeah, Tiger when I when I when I was in <laughs> when I was in college, Tiger Woods was making eighty million dollars a year, and Mickelson was making fifty million dollars a year, and that was not based on like winnings on the PGA Tour. Like, pretty much none of it was, yeah. and like. So you can essentially, like Brooks Kepka, I think he's made $40 million in winnings on the PGA Tour. You can probably double that with endorsements, right? At least, yeah. And don't well, they get like... Not anymore. Don't like CEOs pay these guys just to like play rounds of golf with them? Like they get all these crazy perks and shit. Like it's... Yeah. Believe it or not, a professional golfer's life is pretty sick. <laughs> I've always said if I had a kid, I think that's the sport I would push him or her towards to be honest for a few like for selfish reasons uh too because like golfers get to just go to cool places all the time because you have yeah. to play in warm weather which is awesome yeah business trip in Bermuda. risk of injury pretty low i mean relative to certainly to other sports you know obviously not being in a, i mean you can get hurt but you're not gonna you know get a concussion playing golf you shouldn't yeah i don't know that Tiger woods is the most injury prone golfer ever yeah and he still had a 30-year career. Yeah. It's still going. Yeah, hopefully he can win a major this year. Oh, don't put that. Oh, boy. Don't don't get those senses tingling. You you do you, I almost like lock in a bet for Tiger on the major just cuz I got I got to say I have a bet. At least at, on a, him. at least at Augusta. Yeah, for sure. Because I don't want to root against Tiger coming down the stretch. Like, oh. even if I don't think he's going to win, like, I don't want to be, I don't want him to be, like, locked in with someone I bet on and be rooting against <laughs> yeah. Tiger Woods coming down the back nine of Augusta. Like, I'm I just don't want to. I'm rooting for Hideki. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, I can't. I don't want to. I don't, I don't want to. It's the same. Like, I do that. I sometimes do that with guys I like Ricky Fowler. Like, I'll bet Ricky just because I'm like, I just want to root for him so bad if he's in it. Oh, you know? yeah. That, I mean, I that is my shit against. with Hideki. It's like, if he wins again, that's and I don't have... such a weird pick. <laughs> I know, I know. Like, I'm, I'm talking, Rick, you know, I'm talking Americans yeah. that, that are beloved, and you're like, that's me with Hideki Matsuyama, man. I love that jacket. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> why. I'm trying to think of... I don't have an American that I ride out that hard for. Like, I love Hovland, not an American. No. I mean, Marikawa, like him. Yeah, there you go. But half Asian. <laughs> I'm full Asian, but Southern that. Californian. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I think we gave you 25 minutes of strong golf analysis, and this podcast has been 43 minutes. So Perfect. That's good great stuff, ratio. guys. That's where we want to be. Follow Dan at Twitter, or excuse me, on Twitter at the real Dan Zach. That's right. Got to protect against all the fake Dan Zachs out there. Are you still doing college basketball picks? I haven't seen them in, yes, uh, so far this week did you do some today i haven't been writing them up i am still very much uh betting them but this is super selfish but i find that when i write the picks they don't do well and it bums me out but when i don't write them up i actually tend to win more so i'm more interested in my bankroll than content at this point yeah. so one of my one of my best homies is a fellow gambler and i feel like every time i 
text him a play, it loses. So I don't even text him anymore until afterwards. Smart. Yeah. I did give you Texas last night, though. You should have taken it. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good call. Did they beat Houston outright? Or they just covered? No, it, they covered in overtime. They had a chance, but... Uh, I mean, but it was Texas plus five. They were down early, but otherwise the second half was like back and forth the whole... Like, it, they were never really in too much danger of not covering. It was what I, I just sort of expected it would be a closely contested game. Hey, good call. All right, guys. Till next week. Peace. Thank you.